Hello, this is Point of Privilege, and I'm your host, Nifsi, and I'm joined by my co-host, who goes by the name of... Wilson. How are you, Wilson? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, what have you been up to this weekend? Um, not too much. Um, I'm currently having to self-isolate because um, one of my family members has caught the corona. So two weeks of uh, staying at home for me. <laughs> That's really good, though. It's kind of a little mini holiday. Yeah, but I'm worried. I think this is day four. Day four? I thought I'd enjoy it because I do want like a little bit of a break from work. Mm. But I've, I think I'm running out of things to do. So I need to um, <laughs> figure out what I can put on my to-do list. <laughs> well, one of those things is this podcast, right? Like, this is our first episode, so... Yeah, I know. Same. I know he's been speaking about doing it, and now we finally um, are getting around to actually um, recording. Yeah. So you said you're on a little break because you're self isolating because of the coronavirus. Like, have you had any symptoms yet? Or I haven't at all. Um, I've just left my sister and locked her in her room. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, so I haven't had any symptoms, thankfully. But because you're self-isolating, you feel like every cough, like, oh, my God, have I got it? Um, yeah, so you're more paranoid, but I don't think I've got any of the symptoms. I'm just trying to keep my distance. Yeah. What about you? Have you, um, how's, how's life been treating I've, you? With, uh... I've missed it, like, you know, the guy from Matrix, and he's, like, dodging all the bullets. <laughs> that's, that's been me. So, alhamdulillah, oh, I'm that's not. good. I've not had anything, even a word cough, but the only thing that would be messing with me, which probably mentally is just the lockdown. It's been like really annoying so far. Uh, yeah, it's mentally draining. Nothing to do, like literally. Uh, the whole year feels like cancelled. <laughs> cancelled plans, cancelled this, cancelled that. Like, yeah. was, there, was there anything that you were looking forward to doing this year? Uh, holidays that were cancelled. Friends' weddings that I was meant to attend that was the, that have been cancelled and postponed. So nothing. The worst thing about the lockdown and COVID is there's seems like nothing to look forward to because there's like the end of the tunnel. Where is it? I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But now that we've got the vaccine, um, that seems to be that light what? at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> but you're not taking it, are you? Like, seriously. <laughs> I, I won't be taking it, but there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel for this end of the lockdown. I was laughing sarcastically there, but are you, are you taking it like you haven't answered it? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, I'm not planning to take it anytime soon. I don't okay. know. It's just a um, vaccine that they've um, produced in how many months has it been? uh they did they started it I, I was i was i would assume as soon as it came out so covid19 is because of 2019 right so i'm guessing 2019 that's when it started 2019 i'm sure because that's when they i think the first cases in china was like january december no right? it was no it was no the first cases was uh new year's that so was finally like outed yeah january new year's. fair enough so I'm yeah, sure so that's when they immediately started, started looking into it. Yeah, I would assume. If if anyone is a virologist, how do you, is that the right term? Vi- 
Yeah, virologist. Hit us up and let us know. But the vaccine, though, something interesting about that, like the UK was bragging about being the first country to um, to uh, actually authorize, what was it called, Auth- authenticate, authorize it in the authorize world? Authorize it, yeah. Is it, is it sort of like we want to do one thing right because we've been messing the whole year up? I don't know, but it's scary. So I wouldn't want to be the guinea pigs of the world to take the vaccine. <laughs> so Yeah, fun fact about see. that actually though. Fun fact, the UK government will give you um hundred and twenty thousand if you become disabled. hundred and twenty thousand pound. <laughs> yeah, it's hundred and twenty K. Nah, like, actually that's exactly what I'm talking about. They're mocking us. What's 120,000 really? If you took if you took the vaccine, Philson, and your legs became incapacitated, like I hope not. But like say, let's say they did. Mm. And the government, whatever is who's the Matt Hancock? He came to you and says, You're right, chap, you're right, mate, you're right, lass. Here you go. Here's a 120k for your troubles. Thank you for taking it. Um, I'm sure you got the like, antibodies. Um, I hope you'll make up for not doing a backflip anymore or whatever. Nah, I'm all right. I'd rather walk. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> walk and cough and not go Exactly. In. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, 120,000 is um, like our life is more valuable than that. And like, obviously, we're still young and not to say that, obviously, young people don't die from COVID and stuff. Yeah, but think about this. We're not at risk group, really. But think about this, yeah. Mm. They're saying, some airlines are saying that if you don't take it, you can't go fly anywhere. You cancelled, I'm sure, some holidays that you had, you said earlier. Surely, if you want to go on holiday, do you reckon like, not just yourself, but everyone else? Would they take the vaccine just to travel? Because I'm, sure, I'm sure they're going to make incentives for people to take it. Like, I'm sure they're yeah. going to some kind of like crazy stuff where they get, oh, yeah, they actually are. Obama said that he'll take it on TV. Boris Johnson, I think they said. And the Queen. And the Queen. Are they going to all take it on, on live television? Not on camera, but when she um, takes it, they said they're going to have a, a royal announcement saying that the Queen has taken the vaccine. But how do we know this is true? Exactly. How do you know? Because we want to lie. <laughs> yeah, it's like spitting out the poison or whatever. Yeah, apparently also um, they did a survey recently at uh, NHS, like different NHS trusts, mm. um, like asking staff members would, if they take the vaccine or not. And they found out that about 90% said they won't, they won't, have, they won't take it. So there's a massive... Like and they're obviously they're the ones who who are treating um patients with yeah so they feel like they are the ones that should really be taking it so I think they're quite surprised that ninety percent actually don't want to take the vaccine and they're the front line as well to this whole front line yeah yeah oh wow so who knows but I think I'd probably I wouldn't say never I wouldn't ever take it I just want to wait and see because obviously I don't know any of the long term plan um long term effects. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd I, wait. What I about can, you? I can see. Wait, just before I answer, I can see a lot of people taking it, just because they will let them 
do things like they'll do like we'll have a vaccine certificate or whatever to do things like back to normal if that makes sense like you're allowed to go to concerts you're allowed to go to football games you're allowed to travel you'll have to go swimming gym all of that and just to show that you've you can go they'll show this little certificate saying vaccinated or whatever so me personally I am a, I'm willing to, yeah, I think, I think my health is a lot more important than, I don't know. I'm not going to take it, but I'll wait. Yeah, I'm not going to take it, I'll wait a bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, same. What's the rush? I mean. (laughs) Yeah, but But. the, the biggest issue with all of this is just being, staying in the house, right? Like, especially with not seeing your friends, not going out, not going out to dinner sometimes. Just the little things that you used to enjoy to keep you sane from working. Yeah, exactly. It's just all taken away right now. And it's an interesting time we live in. I feel like our old... Yeah. Like we're all it does impact. Yeah, it does impact a lot of people's mental health, especially people living alone as well. How have you been finding it? Because I know that you live by yourself, like <laughs> with lockdown. <laughs> I'm going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I always, I always go out. I always go see my parents. Uh, my parents' houses are very close by. But uh, yeah, I don't know how, how, how some people who do not have family members do it. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's easy if you got a lot of good support system, but. Aside from that, um, it's some. It's an interesting thing, I would say. Yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah, I can imagine. But good thing that you're in a support bubble, and yeah, uh, you can go visit your parents. But you wouldn't be allowed to live alone. <laughs> it's one of those. What a girl's living alone. Things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be. Married, oh. So. Yeah, I know, like, growing up, like, when I was younger, I used to be like, I don't care, when I finish uni, I'm going to move out. And I was like, no, not unless you're only moving out if you get married or mm. it's your funeral, that's, that's about it. Your funeral? Like, oh, I don't get it. Yeah, like, you're only leaving his house two ways. <laughs> In the grave. In the grave <laughs> or if you've got or married. married. I was like, oh, I don't damn. get it. Yo, Why not? Boys can live alone. Why not? I don't you're only leaving because I don't care what people yeah, are gonna think. Sure. You know what people people they always have that thing where what are people gonna think? You know, a girl living by herself. I'm like, mm. yeah, but that's not the case. It's whatever year it was, it's 2000 and whatever. But yeah, now I kind of like understand a little bit, not like about what are people gonna think, but a like economically speaking, like obviously it makes a lot more sense. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like, obviously, like for, for me and stuff, like marriage is the goal and stuff. But if I was to live alone, I think I'd be used to like my particular ways of doing things. And I think I'd find it more difficult with then moving in with someone and then having to get used to their ways of doing it. That's an exclusive so, you thing, though, right? It's not like every girl is like that. I think for me, uh, I think I can easily flip between the two like go home live here and then also eventually get married and live with someone i think i wouldn't change too much but you're saying that 
for you, you'd be night and day sort of thing? Yeah, I think I'd get used to like how I do things. Mm. Now, obviously, I live with like my siblings and my mum, so everyone, it's just, you just um, compromise on things or like you just adapt. Um, But I think if for a long period of time, if I lived by myself for a long period of time, I would find that transition a bit difficult. It's like the same as like when you move away for uni and then you come back and you have to get used to that, back to being in the family house kind of situation. Absolutely, yeah. What do you think of the double standard though? Like, (laughs) especially in certain cultures, like girls, it's more accepting for the boys to move out. Whereas girls is more like a I don't know society thing in it so like, taboo kind of thing yeah like it kind of gets talking down. about yeah what would people think what people is 2020 right sort of thing yeah exactly um it is what it is mm. like we can't change that it's just the way that we've been brought up but at the same time if I was dating a 30 year old and he lived at home I'd be like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Like, is he a mummy's boy? Like, can he cook? Can he clean? Like, do you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't um, know. Why? What do you think of girls living? Um... Oh, don't ask me. Yeah, I'm asking you. I'm <laughs> oh, putting, I'm putting on you. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a hard question to answer. Like, that's going to make me feel so bad. Like, I got a lot of sisters, so it's tough like I would never want them to be like just as a protector like I don't want as the elders oh, safety wise yeah I don't want them to live alone uh plus it's, it's a it's a tiny like the girls are much more tiny because uh, I'm I'm the eldest so I've, I've been moving out a lot more than they have but uh you mean like in terms of if I was dating someone and she was living yeah exactly Ooh, yeah that's a good one. Oh, if you were talking to somebody and then they're like yeah i've been living alone for like five years now <laughs> Red flag. and the parents are <laughs> 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 go on why is Yo, there a red flag for you then that is crazy like if you think about it right like i'm okay it's gonna make me sound like an animal right now but in my head for <laughs> some reason i'm like you're telling me, like, oh, no, no, no I can't say that because I haven't. Say it, say I mean, it. No, 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 say because, no, no, logically, logically, I'm thinking, like, I haven't, so why would I project my, not insecurity, but, like, why would I project some kind of thought that I have about the girl onto someone else? You know what I mean? Like, if I'm doing this, if I'm able to do and not get keep, get a girl around or whatever, I'm sure girls are a bit more stricter than I would be. If that makes sense. Oh, you're talking about like bringing about a guy over. Around. Like, in my head, yeah. I'm like, why am I? Why is that the first thought? Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, that is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, exactly. But you shouldn't. You shouldn't be. But then logically, I just kind of like reason with myself, and I'm like, if I'm able to do it, I'm sure girls are able to do it ten times better. Like they're bit yeah, exactly. Way more stricter than boys. So exactly. But at the core of it. Ah, uh, I would wonder why. I would really wonder why. She just wants her independence, you know. Yeah, Same absolutely. Like, you. like if it's similar, like me, like the house is full. I completely <laughs> understand that. Like that's that was in my that's my case. The house was yeah. Full. Nowhere for you to sleep, mate. Like get your own place. You gotta go. Yeah. yeah. But if it's like I'm moving now because I want my own space, then 
That's cool. Why not? Nah, it, I, I guess culturally for us, it's always been like the girls always take care of the family, which is wrong. I think both sexes have to take care of the Oh, family. the household, you mean? The household, yeah, yeah. the household to help with, you know, whatever. I think we've moved past that whole... Yeah, yeah. Gender, of course, definitely. Gender roles, especially with my little brother. He does just as much housework as my little sister, so it's, they're being treated very equally. Yeah, same, same. But for some reason, our generation, you know, the, the 20, 30-year-olds, mm. it's definitely still a stigma attached for some reason and I think it's some conscious bias is out the the word where for some reason I believe this is the way it is if you're following and that's what you end up even though you don't mean to be but that's the first thought I'm that project- comes into your head yeah and for some reason as soon as you said that you're dating a girl and she's living by herself she told you she's living by herself for some reason I have this I'm prejudging her already in terms of like all these misconceptions in my head. But when I reason with myself, I'm like, mm. oh, she's just like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to correct, I agree, you have to correct that you. mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I'm correcting that. The older I get every mm. time I, I, I stop for a minute, I reason with myself. And I think, yeah, I think, I think I'm wrong in how I used to think. But right now it's, it's, it's acceptable. Mm. And I would date, yes, I would date someone that was living by themselves. Absolutely. Phew, they're not going to cancel you now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have nothing to cancel. Uh, cancel culture. Yeah, how about you? What is the difference? Would you date, okay, I guess the reverse for a girl would be, would you date a guy that lives with his parents? Like, how do you how girls view that? His same age as, uh, let's say he's like 27, 28. 29. It's like no, I said third. No, no, no. If he's a 30, 30 years old. 30 years old. Okay. Let's go with that. The older, the better. Living at home. It depends. It depends. If, like, for example, it's his like mom by herself and she needs help and everyone else has like moved out and got married or he's the only child, then yeah, I get it. But if it's like a big family, like you've said, and he's yeah. still living at home and his mom's doing his cooking and clean and washing and he's being babied, then yeah, I don't want that. No, thanks. Not for me. Not for you. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's so interesting. Why, why, it's, why do you think it's just the polar opposites for, for boys and girls? That's like crazy. Um, it's because you're trying to think about like your future with that person and a guy that hasn't lived by himself and doesn't know like what it takes, you know, to maintain a household and stuff. That's going to be a massive shock. And I think that causes probably a lot more problems later on. I mean, not always, but mm. sometimes it can. So <laughs> he doesn't know. He, all he sees is his washing done for him folded in his cupboard. And then he gets married to a working woman yeah. and there is like, you know, his washing's not done and he's expecting it to be, do you know what I mean? He like, yeah. he just thinks there's a washing fairy that does everything for him. I think, I think I figured it out. Like it's, it's almost as if 
you don't want to train someone to be your equal. Like you want someone to be ready from the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you don't want that tradition. Unless, no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying every girl is like this, but I'm saying for you, you don't want someone that has to be trained. Not trained. That's that's really bad to say. What is he, a dog? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is uh, you don't want someone that expects you to have that traditional uh, uh, wifey role. You want someone that <laughs> acceptable. That you want someone that's able to kind of 50-50 this thing with you um for me personally yes but obviously it depends because if you're a working girl and you obviously it takes sometimes it takes two paychecks now to like live comfortably um then we both need to that's a whole nother uh, take part exactly yeah. we both need to take part in the same way like obviously it's not traditional gender roles again whereas if i wasn't working and i was a stay-at-home wife then obviously that would, then it will be different so I think it's different for everybody, but me personally, um, yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> that's that's so interesting. You want someone that is just like you in a way. People normally want people exactly like them because you know what it takes in it for you to live comfortable. Yeah, it makes sense. You don't want to take care of someone. Not saying that you. Uh, not saying I, I want to take care of someone. Like, you know, if, if my wife, I want to take care of her. But at the same yeah, time. Yeah, of course. Same, same. However, at the same time, you're not, you're, not a, you're not a baby, you know. There's basic uh, things that you should be able to do. Absolutely. Saying that, there's a lot of girls that don't also take care of themselves. There's a lot of mummy girls. Okay, that, that's, that's a whole other chapter. <laughs> In it, like, they like, exist, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? They don't take care of, some, of themselves how? Like they go out every day, and um, what's wrong with that? Their mom does everything. Like at yeah, least you want someone that helps out. I know, and I think there's plenty of girls that are just like bummy boys. I think all the whole entire spectrum exists. There's yeah, yeah, of people course, that of course. Look after themselves, that live by themselves, and there's the entire polar opposite of people that have their parents and their siblings take care of them as well. And they're 30 yeah, yeah. years old. Yeah, they? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The next topic in this podcast is a little segment we like to call Story of the Week. So this story I found on Reddit and the title is, wait for this, the thought of marrying a Somali guy disgusts me. Help. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta read this. It's quite oh, lengthy. Wow. It's quite lengthy, but you know, put your seatbelt on. I've got my tea ready, yep. Go ahead. All right, here we go. I am a 27 years old woman. So apologies for the, the spelling, but this is how she wrote it. I'm a 27 years old woman, educated and living in the West for last 22 years. <laughs> educated. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of nerdy and a loner and don't mesh with Somalis in general. I don't date much as they are as there are guys I talk to, but it never goes further because of my commitment issues or whatever. I dated one guy, a non-Somali in college, who asked me to marry him. I guess this is in America because she said college. Um, but I couldn't... Oh, it could be like six form, so you never know. No, she's 27. So um, I asked 
he asked me to marry him, but I couldn't because my family complications and I didn't want to have a multi-ethnic racial child. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, that's not funny though. That's, but that's kind of wait, wait. Like, so she doesn't wait, wait. So she doesn't want a um the title is child. Wait, wait, the title is Somali Men Discuss Me. So that means she probably wants uh, a black non-Somali. So that makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. So she goes, I don't... No, but multi-ethnic could be any ethnicity mm. that isn't hers. And Listen, she doesn't want that. But just by the spelling, I kind of... Maybe she's not using the words right, but let's... We move. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't want to have a multi-ethnic racial child. Um, I haven't been with anyone ever since. Anyway, the real issue is that as long as I remember, I've never been attracted to Somali guys. Never found them desirable. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I read? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think the biggest turnoff for me is not just the lack of physical attraction, but their lack of certain intellectual attributes found in other groups. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> this is getting dark. Oh, oh no. She's saying Somali's not intelligent. Okay. I find the lack of deep, meaningful conversation with these men disconcerting. I find that Somali guys in general are not very educated, not open-minded, and most of all, lack this inner curiosity to change, to grow, and to be different. These, they are pretty set in their ways, like a herd mentality. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I hate to say this, but it almost feels like this, if you know one, you know them all. Is that true? Wow, is that, is that it? No, oh, no, no, no. This is halfway. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm stopping in the middle for some dialogue. So is that true? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, do you agree lot, with this woman? I do not agree with her. Like, however. Oh no. No, no, no. She's. I think she's just looking for these Somali men. I, I don't think she's in the right circle. She and wants. She's painting all. She's painting she's all, she's painting the, all the Somali. No, she's painting her experiences with all Somali guys. Guys, that's what it is. Because there she are painting them with the same guys. brush. There are, yeah, and there are ones that are ambitious and have intellectual conversations. However, she hasn't found that. Absolutely. And then she just basically stereotyped them all. Wow. That's good that you're defending us. I appreciate that on behalf of all Somali men. All right, we move. However. Oh, okay. <laughs> I spoke too soon. There are some Somali guys that are sheep, which is, I mean, she, that's the ones that she's obviously seen. But um, I'm not saying you guys are all of the same. But just, there, like, there are. just like every other race, there's a spectrum of people. Yeah. It is what it is, yeah. She's, so, she's running, she's looking for these, these her, Somali, her Somali prints in the wrong wrong clouds maybe the fact is she doesn't want someone even but let's find out oh she might have been heartbroken from that was it a, a, a white guy no he was a non-somalian non-somali yeah that's so what she said non-somali she wrote non-somalian which is somalian yeah and she was an educated somali <laughs> <laughs> okay hey uh, if you're ahead. reading if you're if you're listening to this podcast lady this was i'm sorry phil said um, there's very little variation in how they think. Their attitude 
even down to their dress code and their favorite foods. It's bizarre to say the least. <laughs> There's no novelty with them at all. Like, at all, she repeats. Then she wants, then she says, and with four A's, don't even get me started on their lack of romance, loyalty, and family values. From what I've seen, a Somali husband is not till death do us part. <laughs> I had to laugh because she's, yo, she's shady, man. <laughs> not yo. De- till death do us part, but till what? Uh... Uh, Somali husbands is not till death do us part. It's more like till I get the next opportunity to do us apart. And most are <laughs> absent <laughs> fathers during the marriage and completely non-existent. Fall off the face of the earth fathers after divorce. Most Somali households are single-handedly ran by the Somali moms. And we all know that. It almost seems like the marry to marry a Somali guy equals becoming a single mom at some point guaranteed. Just my two cents. So let's go off that paragraph right there. There's one more wow. paragraph left. Thankfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I'd, wow, wow. I completely disagree. I think that's such a bad stereotype that exists. I, I especially believe this current, from my circle, all my married friends are still married. So this is interesting. No, but at the same time, though, <clears throat> there is a high divorce rate. We can't, we can't, you can't deny that in the Somali, in the Somali but community. But I would argue it's the same percentage mm-hmm. as every culture. Like, what is it now? Fifty-two really? percent. I don't know. It seems higher in the Somali um, you, you community. Reckon, we will find this out in the next episode, and I'll let me know. You. Yeah, I will find this out for you. Or maybe I'll correct you, or someone yeah. else can correct us. Yes, but absolutely. I feel like it's it is quite high, but her point about how Somali guys all dress the same and or have the same favorite foods. She she let me just say yeah. she used she used the word herd mentality. So she, she <laughs> that was that was a, a bit funny. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie, Somali guy. A lot of Somali guys are picky eaters, and. It is true they don't they don't really like to experiment and you know explore different. Uh, yeah, the the word Sometimes. she used, yeah the word she used was curiosity. So I, I I I'm led to believe that she thinks this is about education, reading books, art. It could be anything. Like aside from the yeah. the generic football, you know. Shisha. There you go. Stuff like that, <laughs> I believe <laughs> she hasn't found someone else that likes other interests. Anyway, the last I mean, yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. paragraph. So anyway, you may be wondering, why do I even care? I should just go and marry Aji Nubi. <laughs> she spelled that okay. <laughs> She's, that's how she spelled it. Uh, well, there's one problem. I actually do want to have Somali children. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> Yo, oh wow! Uh, and she go, no no no. She actually she actually finishes the the sentence with a hundred percent full blooded. Oh god! Uh, I simply cannot imagine any other way. So the question remains: How do I overcome this obstacle? How do I get these two opposing views to come together? How do I get Somali kids without a Somali guy? <laughs> oh, better without. yet. Yeah, Somali yeah. kids without a Somali guy. Or better yet, do unicorn Somali guys exist? And if so, where do they keep them? 
I'm a first time parcel, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, that, um, she, can, she, can adopt, she can adopt. Absolutely. That, that there are so many. The stories I've heard from a social worker in the UK is that there are so many kids in adoption, um, especially from this current generation as well. And, and the one before, like there's a lot of kid in foster homes. Is that what they call them in the UK? So yeah, yeah. Foster care, it's yeah. Sad. It's sad. I actually saw that for myself. I saw an Asian family with this little uh, Somali girl. It was, it was like, I, I had to double. Yeah, they need, I think what it is, a lot more Somali families need to register as foster, like as foster parents. And because then at least then, if a Somali kid does end up in foster care, then they'll be placed in a um, community that is most likely to be similar to them. Yeah. Yeah. I've got two aunts that are in that are foster carers. Oh, wow. That's so amazing. And yeah, but I think they, people need to, a lot more people need to um, encourage their parents, to, especially if you've got a spare room, like you guys have moved out. Um, why not? Yeah, if your if your kids are married and they moved away, that's actually a really. You need the idea. space, but yeah, so exactly. So why not taking? Um, but how do we help this girl? <laughs> she, so this girl, she needs she needs yeah. help. She needs help because she wants a Somali guy, but she doesn't want. No, she doesn't want a Somali. Farah. She doesn't want a Somali guy. Well, she does. She wants the unicorn types. Yeah, yeah, okay, unicorn, okay. She thinks they're un unicorns, but she's just not found them. However, with that mentality, she's gonna block her blessings. So she needs to. Necessarily, how can she mm. block a blessing if it, the blessing never appears? Because no, because every Somali guy that she meets, she's gonna end up without even getting to know them. She's gonna paint them with that same paintbrush. She'll look at them. She's like, oh, they all dress the same. Ah, she'll so you mean the rest of she'll them. never yeah. give them a chance? She won't give him a chance. Yeah. So mm. he might be the unicorn, but she's just walking past the unicorns. You know what's so interesting? That the fact mm. that she wants Somali children a hundred percent. Like that's that's <laughs> very beautiful to me. Like it's in terms of like I'm still pride for I still want these kids. Like I still want these little Somali kids, like growing them up. Cause the I've always seen this from my aunts as well, my mom. It's like they love dressing the kids up, you know, and taking them places. Like I think she still wants the same. It sounds like she had a it sounds like she wants that childhood for their for her kids, I guess. I mean you can have that with any race though. It doesn't necessarily have to be Somali. But that is maybe a yeah, maybe I'm just yeah, maybe I'm just but you know, um reflecting my own experience but is is just so funny that she wants 100 percent somali kid but not the guys 100 percent somali <laughs> and this was posted uh, two years ago so this is i wonder if she found her guy i wonder like how I'll, I'll, if you're I'll listening please episode. please I'll write in episode yeah i'll check the next episode i'll find out if she has posted again but yeah that is so interesting. Well, that is it for this episode. This is the first episode of Point of Privilege. We hope you enjoyed that. Check us yep. out next time. Peace. Bye.